Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve in Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case, a new Francis Durbridge serial in eight parts. Episode one, The Unlucky One. Paul, where did you put that new cream shirt with the collar attached? Hmm? It's in the wardrobe, Steve. I'm sure. I've looked there. Well, it was there last night. I distinctly remember putting it there. Oh, really? What's the matter? You're wearing it. What? Oh, my Timothy, so I am. But don't tell me you've started to pack already. Well, of course I have. You don't expect me to do everything at the last moment. But we don't leave till the day after tomorrow. You men, really. Do you know what I've got to do before we go away? I've got to see about the laundry, cancel the newspapers, phone the grocery. All right, darling, all right. Well, I'm going to be very busy. And I'm busy. Oof, what a morning. The phones never stop ringing. First my publishers, then my agent, then some people called Conway and Races or something. Conway and Races? What? Yeah, yes, that's right. Conway and Races. No, perfectly well. That's a shop in Bond Street. <gasps> Good Lord, yes. They said something about, about a fitting. Oh. Um, three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Three o'clock. Now, are you sure? Yeah, yes, that's right. Three o'clock. You really are the limit. Yes, what is it, Charlie? Oh, excuse me, sir. There's a Mr. Sterling I'd like to see you. Mr. Sterling? Yes, sir. Well, who is he, do you know? No, sir. Have you seen him before, Charlie? No, ma'am. What's he look like? Oh, he's quite a gent. Grey hair, walks with a stick. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't got a gammy leg. Hmm. Is that his card? Oh, yes, sir. Sorry. Tellant Brothers, Guildford. Mr. Wilfred Sterling, assistant sales director. Tellant Brothers? Um, they're the refrigerator people? Yes. Where is he, Charlie? I've put him in the drawing room, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Wilfred Sterling... You know, that name's familiar, Paul. He probably wants to sell us a fridge. I'll get rid of him. We'll be having lunch early today, darling, just after 12. All right, Steve. Mr. Sterling? Yes. I'm Paul Temple. Oh, good morning, Mr. Temple. You'll probably think it's an impertinence, my calling like this, but I just had to see you. What do you want to see me about? Uh, I want to talk to you. <laughs> yes, I rather gathered that. Well? Mr. Temple, I don't think Howard Gilbert murdered my daughter... Howard Gilbert? Are you Brenda Sterling's father? Yes. Yeah, but just a minute. I only know what I've read in the newspapers, of course, but Howard Gilbert's already been convicted. Your evidence helped to convict him. Yes, I know it did. But... Now, look, before you go any further, Mr Sterling, I'm not connected with Scotland Yard in any way. If you've got any fresh evidence, it's your duty to... No, no, I haven't. There's nothing new, no further development. It's just that... Yes? It's just that I don't think Howard Gilbert did murder my daughter. Well, he was found guilty, Mr. Sterling, and sentenced to death. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, but I, I don't quite see why you came here. What did you expect me to do? I, I don't know. I've made a fool of myself and wasted your time. I'm sorry. No, no, don't worry about wasting my time. I'm a professional time waster. You asked my wife. No, you must have had a reason for coming here. Uh, don't you think Gilbert had a fair trial? Oh, yes, he did. He, he did indeed, but... Well, then... Mr. Temple, have you ever had a feeling about something, an indefinable feeling that you just can't explain? Well, I've got that feeling about Howard Gilbert. 
I don't think he did murder Brenda. Yes. Oh, I know that all the evidence pointed towards it. I know that even my own evidence helped to condemn him. But I still don't think he did it. Hmm. Uh, Won't you sit down for a moment? If you don't mind, I'd rather stand. This leg of mine isn't too good when I'm sitting down. Mr. Sterling, tell me, were you fond of your daughter? Well, of course I was. I was very fond of her. Were you pleased when she became engaged to Howard Gilbert? Very. He seemed a steady young fellow. I liked him enormously. Mm. Supposing you discovered that this hunch of yours... Oh, it isn't exactly a hunch. Well, for want of a better word, let's call it a hunch. Supposing you find there is no justification for it... I'm not against capital punishment, if that's what you're thinking. If Howard did murder Brenda, then he's got to pay for it. Tell me what happened exactly the night your daughter was murdered. Howard called for her at about six o'clock. He was taking her to the theatre. I saw him for a few moments and then went upstairs... I heard them talking. They were having a row, practically shouting at each other. And what was the row about? Well, you see, Brenda worked as a model at Conway and Races. It's a shop in New Bond. Yes, yes, I know. Well, Brenda liked her job. She was happy. She told Howard she intended to stay on there after they were married. Howard didn't like the idea. To be frank, he wasn't keen on her being a model. Oh, I see. They left the house about a quarter to seven and, according to all accounts, continued their argument at the theatre. Oh, you know the rest of the story... Early next morning, they found Brenda on a deserted bombsite near Soho Square. Mm. Did your daughter go out with anyone apart from Howard Gilbert? No. At least I don't think so. She was friendly with a girl called June Michael, but they very seldom went out together. Does Miss Michael work at Conway and Races? Yes, I believe she's in the hat department now, but she used to be a model, too. Well, I, I'm afraid there's just nothing I can do, Mr. Sterling. Yes, I know. And uh, I'm sorry to have bothered you, Annie. I thought perhaps... Look, Mr. Temple, there is something. I'm worried about something I found in a diary of Brenda's. I was going through her things shortly after it happened, and I found this diary in one of her handbags. Well? Well, apparently on May the 12th, she had an appointment with a man called Fairfax. Look, you can see the entry there. L. Fairfax, 830. Is this your daughter's handwriting? Yes, of course, it's her diary. Yes, I appreciate that, but is it her handwriting? Oh, yes, quite definitely. Had you heard of this man before you found the diary? No, never. That's the whole point. Brenda certainly never mentioned him. Did you tell the police about this? Yes, of course. I also told Sir Henry Rawlinson. You know he was defending Gilbert. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened? No, Sir Henry didn't seem to think it was very important. And the police? Oh, I think the police did make some attempt to find him, but they were obviously unlucky. What about June Michael? No, I spoke to June myself. She'd never heard of anyone called Fairfax. Well, you know... Even if the police found this mysterious gentleman, it isn't to say he'd be able to help them in any way. I realise that. In any case, if I remember rightly, a woman identified Gilbert. She saw him walking away from the bomb site. Yes, that's right. Well, there you are. But somehow I just can't believe it. Howard was such a good fellow, decent, straightforward. Strange things happen in this world, Mr. Sterling, sometimes to very decent people. Is Howard appealing? He has appealed. It was refused yesterday afternoon. Oh, I see. Well, I'm very sorry, Mr. Sterling, but there's just nothing I can do. Hairbrush, darling. Under your nose, where it usually is, there. Oh, good heavens, are you in bed already? Mm-hmm. What time is it? Well, about half past eleven. 
Oh, well, must do me hundred strokes. I say, Steve, these are shocking pyjamas. Yes, I know, but I've packed all your others. <laughs> so what, you haven't packed the kitchen stove? <laughs> Don't be silly, dear. I want to get away from the kitchen stove. <laughs> now, look. This Gilbert case isn't going to make any difference, is it? What do you mean? To our holiday. Oh, don't be silly, darling. Yes, well, I know you. You enjoy sticking your neck out. Yes, well, I'm not sticking it out this time. Any, anyhow, there, there isn't a Gilbert case. It, it's finished all over. Yes, he did it all right. No doubt about it. Did you ever see her, Steen? Who? Brenda Sterling. No, I don't think she so. She worked at Conway and Racy's. She was a model. Yes, I know, but all those lovely creatures look alike to me. I didn't recognize her from the photograph. Mm. Oh, dear. I can hardly keep my eyes open. Oh, isn't bed wonderful? Are you going to read? No. Are you? No, I'll, I'll switch the light out. It's funny. Funny, isn't it? Wilfred Sterling should have come to see you. Well, how do you mean? I mean, if it had been Gilbert's father... Gilbert hasn't got a father. He's an orphan. How do you know? It was in the papers. Oh. Well, I still think it's pretty funny. About Sterling, I mean. After all, it was his daughter who was murdered. Yes, I know, but he doesn't think Gilbert did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Still, I see your point. What did you say, dear? I said I see your point. What point? Go to sleep. Good night. Good night, dear. Yes. Do you mind if I switch the light on? No, do. What time is it? Quarter to one. Oh, I thought it was later than that. Can't you sleep? I keep thinking of that name all the time. What name? The one I told you about in Brenda Sterling's diary. Mm. Fairfax? Yes. You know, there's, there's something familiar about that name. I've seen it before somewhere. You mean you've heard it before? Yes. No, what did I say? You said you'd seen it before. Yes, and that's what I meant. I, I've seen it. I've, I've read it somewhere. You know, it's a funny thing. I was, I was half asleep just now, and I kept thinking of that confounded name and saying to myself, <laughs> you'll think this is ridiculous, Steve, Fairfax, Oliver Cromwell, Charles II. Charles II? Yes. <laughs> Why Charles II? Oh, don't ask me, darling. Mm. I'm beginning to think it's a jolly good job we're going on holiday. But there must be a reason for it. I've got it. Hmm? Lord Fairfax was the character who tried to get the king back on the throne after Oliver Cromwell died. Well? But don't you see association of ideas? Lord Fairfax, Oliver Cromwell, Charles II. But what has this got to do with Brenda Sterling? I told you the name was in her diary. Don't you remember? May the 12th, 8.30, L. Fairfax. My dear Paul, if Lord Fairfax was a buddy of Oliver Cromwell's, he's been dead for years. Yes, but don't you see? Brenda Sterling didn't have a date with a man called L. Fairfax. She hmm? had it at a place called the Lord Fairfax. The Lord Fairfax? I wonder if you're right. Of course I'm right. Pass me the telephone. 
But who are you going to phone at this time? Sir Graham Forbes, I want to know if there's a pub or an inn or a hotel within 50 miles of London called the Lord Fairfax. But he's in bed. Well, I'm in bed. Now, come on, Steve. Give me the telephone. Here we go. Here we go again. I just don't see why you should interest yourself in the Gilbert affair, Temple. The case is closed. It's finished. I told you why I'm interested, Sir Graham. Sterling came to see me. He was obviously upset because Gilbert's appeal had been refused. And he told me about the diary. We know all about the diary, Temple. Really, Inspector? Did you know that Brenda Sterling's appointment was at a place called the Lord Fairfax and not with a person called L. Fairfax? No. This is news to me, Sir Graham. Temple's got a theory, Kingston. He thinks that the L. Fairfax in the diary refers to Lord Fairfax, and it's the name of a place, possibly an inn or a public house. Yes, I suppose that is possible. Well, so far, it's only a theory. It hasn't been proved that there is a place called the Lord Fairfax. Are we checking on it, sir? We started checking on it at a quarter past one this morning, Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector, were you in charge of the Gilbert case? I was. From the beginning? Yes. Well, I've only heard part of the story. I know they had a row and went to the theatre... I'd like to hear the rest of it. Well, they left together before the show finished at about ten o'clock. Now, according to Gilbert's first statement, the row came to a climax outside the theatre and Brenda turned her back on him and walked away. Gilbert got into his car and drove home. He said, mark you, this was his first statement, he said he arrived home about half past ten. Gilbert had a flat in New Cavendish Street. He shared it with a man named Lance Reynolds. Lance Reynolds? Yes. Uh, go on, Inspector. Well, Reynolds didn't confirm Gilbert's story. He said Gilbert arrived home about half past twelve. We tackled Gilbert on this point and he changed his statement. He said he left Brenda outside the theatre about ten o'clock, drove round the West End, parked his car in St James's Square and then went for a walk. Says he got back to the square about uh, quarter past twelve, picked up his car and drove home. No one saw him or the car. In short... He can't account for his movements between 10 o'clock, when he left the theatre, and 12.30. And we know for a fact it was during that period that the murder was committed. I see. Two days after the murder, Gilbert sent a suit to be sponged and pressed. I went to see the cleaners and found a handkerchief in one of the pockets. It had blood on it, which eventually we found belonged to the same group as the murdered woman's. Gilbert admitted it was his handkerchief, but couldn't account for the blood. I thought the girl was strangled. She was, but there was a bad scratch down one side of her face. That accounted for the blood. Hmm. Who discovered the body? A woman called Talbot. She has a flat in Soho Square and was taking a short cut across the bomb site. What time was that? Just after midnight. As she reached the bomb site, a man pushed past her and started running down Greek Street. She gave us a description of the man and she picked him out at an identity parade. It was Howard Gilbert. I see. I believe you found Gilbert's fingerprints on Miss Sterling's handbag. Yes, we did. There were five pounds in the handbag and a gold powder compact. Also, she was wearing a very nice little diamond clip. That clip alone must have been worth quite a bit. Was anything missing? No, nothing. Except her shoe. What do you mean? She was only wearing one shoe on her right foot. The other must have fallen off during the struggle. Oh, I see. Oddly enough, we never found it. Yes, well, thank you, Inspector. I am grateful to you for giving me all the details. Uh, goodbye, Temple. Next time you telephone, make it after breakfast, will you? <laughs> all after Graham, I remember. Oh, you'll be pleased with the dress, Mrs. Temple. It really does look awfully good on you. 
It's not the dress I'm worried about. It's this hat. I can't make up my mind whether I like it or not. Oh, but it's perfect for you. I'm sure your husband will adore it. Well, I hope so. He's paying for it. Oh, hello, <laughs> You ready? Yes, sir. I'm just waiting for my dress. They're packing it for me. Good afternoon, Mr. Temple. You remember Miss Wayne, no? Oh, yes, of course. Wait, right, you excuse me. I, I'll see if your dress is packed, Mrs. Temple. Thank you. Well, how did you get on with Scotland Yard? Oh, so-so. Did you see Sir Graham? Yes. You look depressed. Mm, that wasn't such a good idea of mine, after all, Steve. Isn't there a place called the Lord Fairfax? Well, if there is, they haven't found it. Here you are, Mrs. Temple. No, I'll take it. Oh, thank you, Mr. Temple. Miss Wayne, I believe you have a young lady working here called June Michael. Yes, that's right. She's, um, she's in the hat department. Do you think I could have a word with her? Well, she's not here today, I'm afraid. Is she ill? No, I don't think so. She, she was here quite late last night. We were stock-taking. Where does she live, do you know? She's got a flat in Plymouth Mansions. It's, um... Just off Baker Street. Have you telephoned? The supervisor has, and apparently there's no reply. <laughs> well, knowing June, she's probably gone to the races. <laughs> <laughs> I understand she was a friend of Brenda Sterling. Yes, I believe they were very close friends. That was a dreadful business, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. Oh, dear, there's the telephone. Excuse me. Uh, goodbye, Mrs. Temple. See you again soon. Yes, of course. Yes, not too soon, I hope. <laughs> Are we going straight home? Yes. Via Baker Are you sure this is the right flat? Well, it said so downstairs, number 14, June Michael. Oh, well, this is 14, all right. Yes. She's obviously not in. Well, it doesn't look like it. Why do you want to see her, Paul? Well, we know she was friendly with Brenda Sterling, and yet apparently Inspector Kingston only... Quit. Do you smell gas? Yes. Wait a minute. What is it? There's something wedged at the bottom of the door, and she's plugged the keyhole. Are you sure? Positive. Look, we've got to get this door open. Look... Steve, go downstairs. See if you can find the porter. Yes. Tell him what's happened. Quick. I've got the pass key. Ah. I told the porter to phone the local hospital and get a doctor just in case. Good. Oh. <coughs> Put your handkerchief over your mouth. Where is she? Get that window open, Steve. I'm going into the bedroom. <coughs> well, there she is. <coughs> Miss Michael. Miss Michael, can you hear? Lift her head, Steve. Is she still alive, do you think? I don't know. Hold her head higher. She looks dreadful. Oh, I wish that <coughs> doctor would come. They shouldn't be long. The hospital's only just around the corner. Miss Michael. June. Can you hear me? Doesn't look as if she's going to come round. Do you think she's taken anything? Aspirin or something? June. June, listen to me. Can't... What's the matter for? One of her shoes is missing. I'll hold the parcel. Oh, thank you. Oh, hello, sir. Take this parcel and put it in the dressing room, Charlie. No, okay, yeah, I... Oh, <clears throat> Yes, ma'am, that's better. <laughs> Any telephone messages? No, sir. Oh, there's a Mr. Reynolds waiting to see you. He's in the drawing room. Asked if he had an appointment. Reynolds? He... Yes. How long has he been here? Oh, about a um, quarter of an hour. He insisted on waiting, couldn't get rid of him. Yes, all right, Charlie. Yes, sir. 
Who is he, Paul, do you know? Yes, he's a friend of Howard Gilbert's. They share a flat, or rather they did, in New Cavendish Street. Have you met him? No, but Sir Graham mentioned him this morning. Now, what on earth does he want? Mr. Temple? Yes? I do apologise for intruding like this. My name is Lance Reynolds. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Reynolds? Well, I'll come straight to the point. Before you come to the point, may I introduce my wife? How do you do, Mr. Temple? Good afternoon, Mr. Reynolds. Shall I ring for tea, Paul? If you don't mind, I have an appointment at a quarter past five, and it's now nearly, well, it's, um, it's ten minutes past. We'll have tea later, Steve. It's a pity you didn't make an appointment, Mr. Reynolds. It would have simplified matters. I'm in the book. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. I ought to have telephoned. But I've had rather a tiresome day, and then at the very last moment... However, if you'll allow me, I'd like to explain the reason for my visit. I believe you saw Inspector Kingston this morning and that you discussed the Gilbert case. Did Inspector Kingston tell you that? No, not exactly, but I make a point of being well informed about all aspects of the Gilbert case. Ah. Go on. Uh, Well, I imagine Inspector Kingston gave you a few details about me, Mr. Temple, but... Just in case he didn't... He told me that you had a flat in New Cavendish Street and that you shared it with Howard Gilbert. That's all he told me. I see. He didn't mention my theory. No? Well, that simplifies matters. We can start at the beginning. I have a theory about the Gilbert case... You'll forgive me, but I'm not officially concerned with the Gilbert case. So if you've got a theory, the obvious person to discuss it with is Inspector Kingston. But Inspector Kingston knows all about my theory. We've already discussed it at great length. Well, I'm afraid I've neither the time nor the inclination to discuss it, Mr. Reynolds. Uh, to be frank, the only theories I'm interested in are my own. Mr. Temple, uh, you saw Wilfred Sterling last night, didn't you? Yes. Is that why you became interested in the Gilbert case? Partly. He told you about the diary, didn't he? Belonging to his daughter. It had the name Fairfax in it. L. Fairfax. Yes. Miss Sterling had an appointment with Mr. Fairfax at 8.30 on May the 12th. We don't know that, not for certain. Oh, but we do. It's in the diary. Just because it's in the diary. It's my belief that Brenda Sterling was having an affair with this man, Fairfax, and that he followed them to the theatre that night. Oh, Mr. Reynolds, please, it's, it's an interesting theory, but... But it is a trifle obvious. Mm. The truth very often is, Mrs. Dunn. Yes, but if you'll forgive my saying so, your theory is just a little bit too obvious. In the first place... It hasn't been established that there is such a person as L. Fairfax. Mr. Temple, this letter arrived for Howard by the afternoon post. It was marked, please forward, but I opened it. You will see it was posted in Como, Italy, four days ago. I want you to read it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Read it aloud. The Danilo Hotel, Como. Dear Howard, so now it's all over. All over, and they found you guilty. I wonder whether you did murder Brenda Sterling. I met you once a long time ago. I expect you've forgotten. When I read about the murder and saw Brenda's photograph in the newspapers, I said to myself, there but for the grace of God. Dear Brenda, a lovely creature, but she wasn't a very easy person, was she, Howard? I wonder whether you did murder her or whether you happened to be the unlucky one they've picked on. I wonder... Was her shoe missing, Howard? Ask the police. It might be worth your while. L. Fairfax. But, Paul, if this... You say this arrived by the afternoon post? Yes. Why haven't you taken it to Scotland Yard? The unimaginative Inspector Kingston? (laughs) You'd probably think I'd written it myself. Did you? I'm leaving the letter with you. If it's important, and it seems to me very important, you'll know how to deal with it. Well, now, if you'll excuse me, I have another appointment. Good afternoon, Mrs. Dumble. Good afternoon. I'm sorry I couldn't stay to tea. Another time, perhaps. All right, I'll, I'll let myself out. Well, what an objectionable man. I met some people in my No, time. wait a minute, darling. 
Where's that letter? Oh, here it is. I... I wonder whether you did murder her or whether you happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. They've picked on. But he means the police, surely. Do you think so? Who else could he mean? I don't know. Paul, was her shoe missing? Brenda Sterling's, I mean. Yes. So was June Michaels. Yes. So was June Michaels. Steve, I hate to say this, but... Would you be terribly disappointed if we postponed the holiday? <laughs> the way things are going, I shall be terribly surprised if we don't. Oh. Hello? Paul Temple? Yes? Inspector Kingston here, Scotland Yard. Oh, hello, Inspector. I was just going to ring you. I've got some news for you. I've got some news for you, too, Temple. Yes? Yes, we've just had a report in from Surrey. Apparently there is an inn called the Lord Fairfax. It's just outside Westerdale. Really? You sound surprised. No, no, not at all. Well, we've found the place. Now it's up to you. Uh, what did you say the village was called? Westerdale. It's about six miles from Farnham, near the Hog's Bank. Mm, thank you, Inspector. Uh, what about that girl, June Michael? I haven't any news, not yet. I'm waiting for the hospital phone. All right, I'll ring you tonight. Goodbye. Goodbye. Steve, ask Charlie to bring the car around. <laughs> Sure, it's down here, Paul. Well, it must be. We've been down this lane twice already. Well, the sergeant said the second turning to the right, and then... There it is, on the corner. Where? Look, the Lord Fairfax. <laughs> By Timothy, no wonder we couldn't find it. It must be the smallest pub in England. <laughs> You'd better get out my side, Steve, because of the head. Yes, oh, all right. I, I want this newspaper. There's a picture of Brenda Sterling in it. Good evening, sir. Oh, good evening. Uh, what would you like, Steve? Could I have a gin and tonic? Right, miss. I'll have a light ale, please. Thank you, sir. Mm. It's a nice little place. Mm, isn't it? A slice of lemon, miss. Thank you. Uh, how far are we from Guildford? About uh, eight miles, that's all. <coughs> Over the Oxbeck. Oh. Uh, will you have a drink? Oh, thank you, sir. It's very nice of you. Oh. I'll have a bitter, if I may. I like the fireplace. Mmm. Nice the way they've got those settles arranged. Oh, yes, it must be very cosy in the winter. Mm. Here we are, sir. You're very good elf. And yours, Miss. Thanks. Cheers. 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 Good night, Dick. Oh, good night, Harry. See you tomorrow. Mm. Are you the landlord here? Yeah? Proprietor. Metcalf's the name, sir. Well, my name is Temple, Paul Temple. I thought I'd recognised you. We met before, Mr. Temple. Really? Yes. Do you remember? Right at the beginning of the war. I ran a little pub outside St Albans, the Blue Feathers, on the main road between St Albans and I, Wickham. Oh, yes, of course. Well, Mr Metcalf, I wonder if you could help me. I can. I dare say you read about that murder, the Gilbert Affair. Gilbert Affair? Yes, a, a girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered. She was a model at Conway and Races. <laughs> I seem to remember something about it. She was found on a bomb site. Yes, that's right. Well, there's a picture of her in this newspaper. Oh. Have you ever seen her before? Me? Why, no. No, never. She's never been in here, for instance? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. You're sure? Positive. Uh, here, who's that? The other picture. Hmm? Oh, that's a girl called June Michael. She tried to commit suicide. God. When was that? This afternoon. Well, I've seen her before. She dropped in here about 
Oh, a month ago now. Remember her well. Good-looking girl. Sat over there in the corner. Had three pink chins. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Was she alone? What? A girl with her looks? <laughs> no. No, there was a fellow with her. Funny chap. Grey hair. Walked with a stick. Looked to me as if he got a bit of a gammy leg. first episode of Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case by Francis Durbridge, the cast was as follows. Paul Temple, Peter Cook, Steve, Marjorie Westbury, Charlie, James Beatty, Wilfred Sterling, Charles Leno, Sir Graham Forbes, Lester Muddit, Detective Inspector Kingston, Duncan McIntyre, Betty Wayne, Griselda Harvey, Lance Reynolds, Richard Williams, Dick Metcalf, Cyril Shapps. The production was by Martin C. Webster.